Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good morning. It is time to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed. Whew. Time to talk wild Monday night football finish with Keyshawn Johnson and Richard Sherman. Morning, gentlemen. What's happening, Skip? Good morning, Skip. Not Buffalo, because it was not such a great morning for the Bills, who turned it over four times at home. And in the final seconds, of course, committed a crucial 28-yard pass interference penalty. Then took Denver kicker Will Lutz right off the hook for missing the winning field goal with 12 men on the field. From five yards closer, only 36 yards, Lutz nailed it right down the win, uh, the middle for the game winner. And what a kick in the stomach it was for Buffalo. Broncos 24, Bills 22. Broncos rise to four and five. While Bills fall to five and five, Richard Sherman, your reaction to losing a game because of 12 men on the field? Well, first off, Skip, I, I don't get it. I don't get it because the field goal block situation is usually just your starting defense. Hey, let's let's line it up, guys. You know, you get a few guys here and there that come on the field, but for the most part, it's just your starting defense. You don't need a whole lot of subbing. In and out. So there's rarely a situation where you could run into 12 players on the field. Maybe add a lineman, take a safety out, something like that. But yeah. you don't really need to do that. So that's on coaching. That's on coaching. You're getting too cute in a situation you don't need to be cute. You're more than likely not going to block this field goal. And so what are we doing? What exactly are we doing? And what is your intent? Because you just lost the game because you're trying to get cute on a play where they missed the field goal. The, the thing you wanted to happen happened. And you can't benefit from it because you're getting too cute. And this is the whole game. They're, they, they're getting too cute, Skip. They ran the ball well because everybody's saying, hey, Buffalo needs to run the ball well. Well, Cook ran for, like, I think he averaged 9.1 a carry. Yep. Skip, they ran the ball well. They, but Josh well. Allen not taking care of the ball. No. What are we doing? Week in and week out, Josh Allen has 11 interceptions on the season, leading the league again. When Dak Prescott leads the league in interceptions last year, we yeah. we we jumped down his throat. Hey, Thank hey. You. We, we, uh, Thank we, you. We jumped down his throat. Hey, Dak, we got to yeah. be better. But Josh Allen, we just lead the league in, in turnovers year in and year out, and we just let it go. We just say, oh, man, he's such a talent. He's such a generational talent. We got And I like Josh. Josh is a good guy. But you got to stop turning the ball over. <laughs> well, I think when you look at – and I'm giggling because you brought up the Dak Prescott situation and clearly – we all kind of think alike in terms of that. Um, when you talk about who's to blame, the sloppy play, I think it goes all the way around, right? There's a little bit of it that, that, that you can divvy up from the players, the coaching staff. When you talk about preparation, Richard is right. 
typically in the teams that I've been on with some of the coaches that I've played for, this would have never happened at the end of a game. No. Because like Richard says, you in that situation, okay, you're going to leave your defense on the field. You're probably not going to exchange anybody because there's no timeouts. There's no time for running back and forward. They already know that they are prepared in situational football for this to come. Okay, they're going to now kick a field goal. We know this. We understand this is what's going to happen. They're going to kneel down, kneel down. They're going to kick a field goal. They're going to go field goal block stay with the normal defense on the field. Mm -hmm. So this is on Sean McDermott. This is not on the players. It's on Sean McDermott, the special teams coach, to know, hey, we just probably practiced this on Friday before we started our walkthrough. We practiced it on Saturday Saturday before we left to go to the hotel. It's no excuse at all. So now you switch to Josh Allen and you talk about turnovers. There was three in this game that cost the football team. You talk about the interceptions, and then you talk about the fumble. Then obviously Cook fumbled the football. Well documented. You say, hey, 11 interceptions this season, 14 takeaways, total giveaways, better yet, for Josh Allen. But when you go and you look at his body of work over a period of time, if you go back, Skip, to 2018 – since he entered the league, he is leading, He's leading. the He's National leading. Football League, yep. not by one, not by one, but by nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and, and Richard is right. We have the tendency to go after certain quarterbacks when they turn the football over, and I believe a lot of that is draft status, where you were drafted, how fast <laughs> you rose in most people's eyes mm-hmm. to being the competition of a Joe Burrow along with a Patrick Mahomes, where the other guy in particularly in this case is Dak Prescott, who has struggled. But if you look at the body of work over the course of his career, he's been pretty lights out. But there's a few games that he hadn't won that people point to and they criticize him. But if this quarterback of Josh Allen is supposed to be the guy, Skip, how come he continues to turn the football over in crucial situations and we tend to do one of these? Yeah. I mentioned at the beginning of the year, talked about it. Then I forgave him because he started playing. Well, I'm like, oh, okay, well, he cleaned that up. Well, guess what? It hurt the team again. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, they're right now on the outside looking in to get to the playoffs, and they very well could be with a host of other teams sitting around just like us watching the games come gotcha. playoff time. That is correct. Okay, back to 12 men on the field. I can't remember 12 men on the field costing a team an entire football game, but that's what happened last night because obviously if you have 11 men on the field, we're having a whole different conversation right now that Josh Allen survived his turnovers. Yes. Okay, so Sean McDermott says after the game that they practiced, he said, I'm going to quote him, two or three times hustling in field goal block for dime. Okay, that, that they went through it at least, he said, two times, maybe three times in practice. I think he said the Thursday practice. The point is, I, I'll give them a small break for this. They had so many injuries in their secondary. It seemed like all the safeties got banged up and hurt. I don't know who's actually on the field goal block team, but it's possible that injuries depleted them to the point that there was some confusion on the sideline about now who's in on field goal block. I want to cut you off real quick on that one, Skip. There may have been confusion, but there's somebody that's standing there that says, Skip is out, you're up, Richard. I I totally agree. I I got it. I know it's chaotic. You guys have been there a thousand times, especially late game. It just goes total chaos on the sideline. The special teams coach has to be right on top of it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There's plenty – 
that there's enough time and you can have enough presence on the sideline to at least get that part right. Because I watched on the other side as Sean Payton got his field goal kick team yes. ready to fly in. And they had clearly practiced quick field goals under fire, under pressure with clock ticking down. So they were ready. All the Buffalo time. Buffalo was not. Skip, skip. You in know. those situations, you practice every, pretty much every personnel you're in. Sure. Hey, if you're in dime, then the safety goes here, this safety goes here, the dime goes here, the nickel yeah. goes here. If you're in nickel, these, this is the situation. If you're in base defense, these, these are spots you go in. And usually it's replacing the dime with the yeah. sandbacker or et cetera, et cetera. So you practice these situations because you don't have time to sub in and sub out or you're going to run into the situation. Yeah. So, again, this is on Sean McDermott. He has to be better. He has to know that his team is in dime. Hey, stay on the field. Just stay. we got to survive the damn. We're not blocking this field goal. We're in dime. we got to overcome the situation we're in because we got to stop, but we're not going to be able to get a field goal block team out. All right. Back to Josh Allen. I'm not being 2020 hindsight hypocrite here. I have called him out for his turnovers since his rookie year. And I've called Dak out for his turnovers also. But I have not given Josh Allen any break on this because he is the ultimate turnover machine in the National Football League. He, his blessing and his curse is his cannon of an arm because I think he's got the best arm in all of pro football. I, I think it's a little better than Mahomes even. But he doesn't have consistent touch. His first interception was an absolute rocket over the middle. I, I'm not sure if Keyshawn could have caught it. I, I don't know. Maybe no, hold on, Skip. Hold on. Hold first on. of all, that's yeah. a catchable ball. No, but that's, that's, a, that's okay. It's it's gonna, that's even better because yeah. it's going to stick. The faster it go, it's going to stick. Yeah, You're okay. a professional football player. That interception is not on him. If Davis catches that, he can come out the back no, end I and be at the five-yard line. But, hey, <laughs> If you have any touch, if you, if you throw a more catchable football, the, 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 the play was open to be made, and he just reared back and fired That's it. That's what as he hard should do. No, I, There's everybody crossing not. like this. He's got to put it on there. That. I don't think you believe that with your heart of hearts. You got to, because yeah. if he lollipops that, hey, that dude's going to get you hit. Know, what, you should know, of all people, the high traffic with, with the ball coming that fast, it's on you before you know it. You can't even get your hands yeah, up. Yeah, but his head was already turned yeah. around, Skip. All right, so the point is that – he will try, because of his arm, blessing and curse, he will try just about anything at any time. And, Richard, I give you what you said. He seems like, I don't know him, but I've, I've just watched a thousand interviews with him. He's great. I think you guys have had him on mm -hmm. the post game and all that. He's, he's, I, I don't know how you could ask for a much better face of the franchise, but you have to hold him accountable because this team should be a little better than 5-5, five and five, and the, the quarterback is often at fault because he tries any and everything. And, and it's in part because he's trying to get them over the hump. Mm -hmm. And yet, all of a sudden, there's a quarterback on the other side that a lot of people wrote off, and Richard knows him really well because Richard played a whole lot of football with him. And his name, he's still afloat. His name is Russell Wilson. And all of a sudden, Denver is cooking because we're letting Russ cook in some old ways that Sean Payton has finally figured out, well, he's pretty good at this. Yes. And I, I wanted to show you the, the last two drives, some of the things he improvised, and it's sort of vintage Russ. I don't know that he has quite the arm or the escapability he used to have, but he's figuring out little big ways to get it done. If we could see those, I think it's seven completions in the last two drives, a lot of them are just little imp that, that wasn't too bad there with the Judy. And then 
he gets out and gets it to P. Ryan for the that was for a first down. That was sweet. And a lot of flips into the flat. And that was for another first down. And then that was mm-hmm. okay. Well, have it you, seems like you've seen me, that Skip, before. Yeah. It yeah. seems like to me he yeah. wants to take. Yeah, there's another one. He yeah. wants to take. He showed me last yeah. night that there's he wants to take his flip. good name back. Yeah. That's yeah. what he showed and, me. And, and, and you don't have to, you know, with him, it is. They're being conservative. He's being conservative. Yeah. He's, he's dinking and dunking. It's, it's and when the opportunity presents itself, he's taking shots. That's who he's been his whole career. Late in the fourth quarter, he's going to scramble around. He's going to find a guy deep. He doesn't have the same, necessarily the same rapport he had with, with Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf as he does with, with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Be, but that is what he does well. And it's cool to see him and Sean Payton finally getting on the same page because you cannot try to make – somebody drew Brees, and I think that's what they tried to do at the beginning of the season and that's not necessarily his game Good point. he's been very efficient he leads the the league in touchdown percentage uh he's amongst the league leaders in touchdown passes thrown this season uh his, his yardage is down because he's making sure he takes care of the football he gets the ball down the field they're playing good defense they're running the ball well that's the recipe for success with Russell Wilson and it has been but to your point about Josh Allen People keep saying, hey, the ball bounced off the receiver's hands and you can't blame him for tipped up passes. And you're right. You can't blame him for once in a in every now and then a ball getting tipped up and things like that happening. But consistently every single year, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. And now in 2023, he's leading the league in turnovers. And so. At some point, you have to hold him accountable and say, maybe it's a little bit on him. Maybe to Skip's point, maybe he's not showing the touch that you need. Maybe throwing from the, out from the opposite hash is not the play that needs to be made. So you, people always talk about Brock Purdy and all his deficiencies, and he doesn't have this and he doesn't have that. Well, he plays the game at a high level. He leads the league in QBR. He, does. he, he doesn't, takes care of the yeah. football. He, you, he gets the ball to his weapons. And to Dak Prescott's point, He's been playing well the last three games. He's getting the ball to C.D. Lamb more than he ever has. He's finally, they, they're finally targeting him in a way that makes him a, 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 an elite receiver. He's putting elite receiver numbers up. And so we have to be critical of the guy who's a great person but has been cost his football team wins. He's getting paid the big bucks because they want to be able to lean on him. They want to be able to trust him to win the game in these situations. And they're 500 because he's not taking care of the ball and the defense isn't standing up when they need it. I don't think we're letting him out of the weeds in this situation, but I've always been one, and you know this, Skip, I'm going to discount interceptions. Whether it's Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, whether it's Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, whoever, I always just go like this, right down the middle. Because a lot of them are mistakes a lot of them are dropping balls or running the wrong routes and they get the credit for it so I I get that Josh Allen though is a quarterback that I would love to have on my team there's no question about it because he has too many great qualities as a quarterback to ignore so when you talk about throwing the football making a change up manipulating the football to make it easier for a receiver to catch that you're paying a whole lot of money to Richard I'm not with that now yes when you're late throwing from one hash across the field and getting an interception, that's on you. Because what happens in that situation, because you have a Verlander of an arm, okay, you think you could just throw it anywhere all over the lot, it'll get there before the DB. That's not true when you're doing that because the DB is going to react. And he paid the price late in that game on the interception. Mm -hmm. And so now when you start to really break him down, 
Is he a quarterback that you can trust late in games on a consistent basis? And so far throughout his career, he hasn't shown us that he is that guy. Yeah, he had the one at Kansas City. That, there you go. You already read my mind, right? You had the one at Kansas City where it was yeah. like not his fault. He did everything he could to put him in it. They yeah. wind up losing the game. But there's not enough data that I can look at and say on a consistent basis, he's the guy late in fourth quarters yeah. that I can surely trust Skip to get me the W with his arm. You play for a coach who famously said, you are what your record says you are. And it says that Josh Allen's team is 5-5. Five and five. Their schedule is pretty rough. It's the fourth toughest remaining schedule. While on the other side of the ledger, I'm a big Sean Payton fan. He's obviously a chip off the Parcells block. Mm -hmm. And it took a while. They gave up. Somehow, I still look back at it as the 70. average 70 points. How do you give up 70 points? And then you turn around, and over the last four games, they're looking. At this, this is, uh, I, before the year started, I picked them to be a wild card team. They still have a chance, but they sure didn't look like a wild card team at Miami because it was hard to fathom how a defense that was top five-ish last year right. could, could come out and give up that many points. And it, it should have been worse than 70. He called off the dogs after three quarters down in Miami. And the last four games, they're a top five defense. And mm -hmm. last night, they, they looked really good to me. I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say last night about the defense, one of the things that I noticed was Sertan, okay, how the third. Whoa. I mean, he's just – he's a long dude. When he you gets play his against hands, his father? Yeah, I played against his dad in, yeah. in Miami. But when you get – and I think he was in Kansas City as well. When what? you get hands on – when he was getting hands on the receivers, he was disrupting what Josh Allen wanted to do. Yeah. So he had to go off for one, back to two to get to three. And by the time that happened, the rush was already up on him. And I'm also a fan yeah. of Dalton Kincaid that I wanted Dallas to draft – and, and I thought he was going to just, like, change life in Buffalo. And much of the night, last night, they were putting Sertan on Dalton. You know, he's, yeah. he's like Pat a receiving tight end. Patrick Sertan is one of the best corners in the National Football Ooh. League, hands down. One of the most technical corners from a backpedaling standpoint, off coverage, press coverage. And he's been kind of lost this season because their record hasn't been the greatest yep. and the defense hasn't been playing well. Yep. Um, so you kind of lose that. Uh, between him, Sauce Gardner, Darius Slay, you know, some of the elite corners, Jalen Ramsey now back in yeah. Miami. But if you look at the tape and you look at just how you want a corner to look, how you want his pedal to look, how patient you want it, the speed, uh, his eyes, his placement, he is teach tape week in and week out, and he deserves all the credit in the world. He, he's well coached. He's been well coached. His defense has been playing lights out, like you said, the last four weeks, but I still don't have them winning. I still don't have them in the playoffs. They have some tough games coming up. Josh Dobbs is now a very tough out in Minnesota. Kevin O'Connell is making his coach of the year. Um, they got case. him at Denver. Yeah, they got another primetime game, yep. their third primetime yep. game in a row, yep. uh, Monday Night Football. Mm -hmm. uh, then they got the Browns. That's going to be a very tough out. Deshaun That's is playing Denver. well. Yep. Yep. And that defense is really tough to deal with. Houston Texans, we're talking about C.J. Stroud and his, his MVP case and how yep. he's been playing. And D'Amico and these guys, got they can probably beat the Chargers. That, that's a game they can probably win. The Lions, Dan, Dan Campbell, I don't see them winning that game. So it's then a, they get the Patriots, and then they get the Chargers at home. Mm -hmm. I, I think they got a shot. They yeah, got I think, a shot. I think they got a shot. Wow. I think, they, I think they certainly got a shot just listening to you run it off. Cleveland certainly saw some. Minnesota's showing some, but I'm not ready to just say Minnesota's all of a sudden 
has a rebirth. And then yep. Cleveland, Deshaun's playing well. Houston's going to be tough because they just scrappy. The Chargers, I, I think by the time they get to the Chargers, they probably going to put a, a, a nice nail in their coffin because the Chargers certainly aren't a team that scares me. Detroit's going to be fighting for some sort of seeding. The Patriots, again, coffin-type situation. The Chargers coffin. And then, obviously, the Raiders will be fighting for a playoff spot right with them if they continue to keep going. If they can figure out how to beat Miami down in Miami and upset Kansas City and Kansas City, they'll be in the mix. Yeah. And, yeah, Buffalo, you look down their stretch, and they have to go to the Eagles. They have to go to Kansas City. They do have the Cowboys up there. I'm not feeling so bad about that game right now. And then they have to go to the Dolphins to end it. So <laughs> it, it's no cakewalk for them coming home. Yeah. The fact that you don't feel uh, scared of, I, I, I a little bit. I was very scared of that game. Now, now all of a sudden. Huh? In <laughs> fact, I had put a big old blue L. Yeah, the, o- the only thing that I would say yeah. is that weather can turn. I know. It and can, it can be I, problematic. I, it can yeah, be. And, but I, I just don't. I, I don't know because Josh Allen isn't putting up the big numbers consistently. Well, he's still, he still got the yard. So, so let's not get too crazy. But the, the interceptions, the fumbles, the turnovers, and big games, big situations, it's almost like a defense can, can hunt for him and, and get him. You, you kind of expect him as a defense. You expect one or two a game um, because of the way he plays the game. I, I, I see them, you know, they're going to be in a dogfight in a divisional game yeah. against the Jets. They can beat the Eagles. I, I, it, it, it could go either way. It's just a, it's a wild card. Yeah. Last quick point, because we would be remiss if we didn't show Russ's touchdown pass to Cortland Sutton because it was a thing of beauty, though it's debatable whether it was lucky or good or both because my rule of thumb is on fourth and goal if the quarterback has to retreat and is getting chased backward. Your odds of completing a pass at that point are like 2%. I was going to say about 3%. No, no. Russell has done this in his whole career. If anybody can boy, that is it's. I've seen it. Well, he threw it only where his guy could catch it. Yep. I mean, if you you look at from a back angle, Russell deliberately threw it in the back corner of the end zone where only Sutton was going. He knew he was going in that direction, so he threw it exactly where he wanted him to catch it at. He I, didn't I, put it short or anything. I've seen I've seen Tyler Lockett catch this pass from oh, Russ yeah. probably five, six yeah. times. Yeah. Doug catch it six, seven times. Jermaine curse. This is what he does. This is what he does well. Um, and it's good to see him getting back to it. Boy, it is. But you know what? Thank God for instant replay because immediately the ref is just saying no good. And I'm saying, really? Are you sure? And then we take one look at it and you say, ah, he got his feet down. Human error is just it, it, it's rampant when when the play is bang, bang like that on the, the edge. Yeah, of the everything so. happens so fast. Those referees, it's things are just flashing in front flashing. of them. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The bandwagon is rolling for Dak Prescott to at least enter the MVP conversation. Stephen Jones said yesterday that Dak is playing, quote unquote, as well as anyone right now. Dak has risen to third in QBR, just a tick behind Mahomes. And of course, Brock Purdy remains first. And the Cowboys have now risen to second in scoring to the Dolphins. Dolphins are 32 points a game. 
to Dallas's 30 points a game. So, Keyshawn, what shot do you give Dak of staying hot and winning MVP? Well, I, I think he'll I think he'll continue to play well. Now, staying as hot as he is right now, that would be something special. That means that you probably are going to head to Las Vegas in February for the Super Bowl. So I don't know that he's going to stay that hot. The problem that you have with Dak Prescott, he has to do more. Now, hear me out, Skip. Okay. He has to do more than other quarterbacks in the National Football League that is on that MVP list. I agree with that. And the reason he has to do you. more is because he's been buried – so deep about the past and things that that's he's done true. in the past that's given everybody this little sour taste in their mouth. Plus, plus he is the quarterback of America's team, but go ahead. A, a yeah. sour taste yeah. in the mouth yeah. because he is mm-hmm. in Dallas, number one. Yes. The owner talks a lot. He does. And people cannot stand y'all. Yeah. Okay, so that, that hurts him to some degree. It does. Plus, on top of that, what is it that me and Richard continues to talk about the Cowboys? Give me some quality wins, okay? Show me you can beat Philadelphia in Detroit, or you can go to Buffalo and beat them and go to a scorching hot Miami down there when it's 95 degrees in December and beat them. If you can do those things, now you can gain ground on Lamar and on Patrick Mahomes and and, and whoever else uh, is in the MVP conversation. But if you're still losing to 500 teams, you're not going to get the necessary votes that would have people excited about you. And I think that is what he's up against. He's up against the naysayers looking at him and saying, well, he beat the Giants. He beat the Patriots, but he can't beat the Niners. He can't beat uh, Buffalo. He can't beat Philly. That's his problem right there, Skip. I agree. I agree with everything Keyshawn just said. He needs a signature win. He needs signature moments. For the MVP, when you have the MVP conversation at the end of the year, you're like, these are the signature MVP moments he had during the season when he beat Tua Tunga Bailoa with these passes or he went against San Francisco's defense and he had a four touchdown game or he he did this and he doesn't have them right now. Now, the last three weeks, he's played incredible football. He's played lights out. So he definitely deserves to be in a conversation. He's been 73 percent in the last three games. 1,082 yards, 11 touchdowns to only two interceptions, a 83.3 QBR to Skip's favorite stat in the world for quarterbacks. Yep. So he has been excellent. And if he continues this trajectory the rest of the season, I think he'll continue to be in the conversation. But if they go the rest of the season and they don't win this division and they don't beat the Philadelphia Eagles again and they don't win out, then it's, it's highly unlikely that he gets in that conversation and he wins the MVP because he doesn't have a signature win yet. And guys like Patrick Mahomes will still be in the conversation. I would guess Christian McCaffrey still will. Um, Jalen Hurts, who's in his division, will still be in the conversation. So he has to overcome some things, but he's been playing excellent. Okay. I hear both of you, and I'm going to triple down on all of your emotions and your thoughts. Because this is eight years of Dak Prescott. And to me, he's disqualified from this year's MVP unless we could also include the postseason, but you can't. It's a regular season award. So just because of how he stunk it up at San Francisco on that Sunday night in that 42 to 10 thing, for me, that disqualifies. If I go back slightly before San Francisco, he stunk at Arizona, a game they should have won with 
with one hand tied behind their backs and had the lowest QBR that he had all year at Arizona. Those are two. They're such bad losses to me that they disqualify. To all your points, he's been sensational. And I'm going to make this point for him. I'm looking down the road. I'm, I'm looking into the postseason. I'm, I'm, you know, again, I'm looking at the glasses very half full. But I, I loved how he played against the Giants. And Keyshawn, you just kept saying, it's the Giants. I got it. I'm, I'm with you. But I'm, I'm doing eye test. I'm doing body language. I'm looking at comfort zone that he's in. And I'm listening after the game to the quote that he said to the reporters. He said, I can tell you that I've never been as confident, as free, and as connected with the other guys on offense, with the play calling, and just this whole system. He is starting to love Mike McCarthy, and I don't think it's just a bunch of double talk for the media. I I think he is loving this system and loving what he's hearing in his ear from Mike McCarthy. So I am very hopeful about him going forward. But I even look back at the Philadelphia game. They go up and down the field in the fourth quarter. They have 14 first downs to Philly's none in the fourth quarter. And I've told you before, yeah, I'm spoiled rotten because I I, I got to experience Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman and, for that matter, Dandy Don Meredith. And Dak has not lived up to that pedestal he sits on as the quarterback for the Dallas freaking Cowboys. I would say statistically, yes. Okay. Well, okay. But at Philly, you, you do everything, and you laughed at me for saying this yesterday, but win the game. And it's because the quarterback needed to make one play. Just, just one play. All I need is one. You got it first and five at the six-yard line, and you take a sack, and you go backward into third and 26 at the 27. You, you have a two-point try that could have changed life. It could have changed the whole dynamic of the game. And it looked like you could have just waltzed in the end zone to me and you step out of bounds. And then you throw it to the rookie tight end when you did have Brandon Cooks open on the right side. But clearly they were going they, – they had a play that they loved from practice. And Jake Ferguson's sort of going to pick for the rookie tight end. And you're going to hit him. And for whatever reason, he catches the football fine and his knees down on the one-inch line. It, I just need a play. I need a quarterback who can make that one play. But I did love the body language from Sunday. And I love his chances going forward. And if, if you could have a postseason MVP award, I would give Dak a chance to go win it. Because to your point, Richard, yeah, I've seen three straight San Francisco games. And this is not over harsh criticism. I, I saw a home San Francisco game. He stunk in it. I saw a, a playoff game at San Francisco last year, and Dak flat out stunk. He threw two first half picks. He must have missed five open receivers that could have changed the game. And then I saw 42 to 10 this year at San Francisco. I, I need one, one game, but I, I don't think down the stretch, if he beats Philly at home and then what? He beats Detroit at home and then he goes and beats Buffalo. Tua at Miami or, or Buffalo and Miami. Is that enough to be MVP? I, I don't think so because I would look at body of work and I'd say, yeah, but Arizona and San Francisco, I'm not sure you can overcome that because to be the MVP of this league, you've you got to be well, consistently. Well, well first of all, though, Skip, when you say Arizona, your defense gave up 28. They did. Okay, when you say San Francisco, you gave up 42. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then you gave up 28 uh, again to Philadelphia. That, you're supposed that, to have that this. That threw a bunch of those points I, I, to him. I, I, I don't know about a bunch of them. Well, he threw three second-half interceptions, and they went cash, cash, cash on all three of them. I, I understand yeah. that. But you also got to look at your defense that was supposed to be, in your eyes, one of the top two defenses. I agree. At the start of the season, fair, based fair on the 40 points. to nothing win that you yep. jumped out on the Giants. Now, I don't look at those two games and disqualify Dak Prescott because Either. there's a lot of games in front of him, teams like Buffalo fighting for uh, a playoff spot, teams like Miami fighting for a playoff spot, teams like Detroit trying to win the conference and get the number one, number two seed. There's a lot at stake moving forward. And this is why I first opened up my comments by saying there's a lot of naysayers and there are people that's going to bury him for the past and not looking toward the future and what he could potentially be. Now, you said, hey, he played phenomenal on Sunday. He's, he, he feels good. He's confident. Mm -hmm. And I am going to say it. You know what I'm getting ready to say? It's the damn Giants, man. I got it. We are the right. It's the yeah. Giants. So we got to slow that down a little bit because if he can transfer that play from Sunday to the next three weeks yep. of the season mm – -hmm and do that against yep. Philadelphia and walk away with a W? Yeah. Then you're talking about something. Yeah, I, I, but I, I would say everything you said was true. I think Dak is doing a great job. I don't think the beginning of the season will have much of an effect on the MVP voters because – as the great Pete Carroll always says, you can't win the game in the first quarter, second quarter, or third quarter. The fourth quarter of the season is where that, that award will be determined. If they're the one seed and he's throwing for 300, 300 plus a game, three touchdowns a game, um, they're, they're winning, they're scoring a lot of points, he's going to definitely be in consideration because the Cowboys will be watched Thanksgiving uh, in, in a couple weeks. They will be watched. He plays well in that primetime game. People will respect it. But I think at the end of the day, McCarthy and the balance that they'll have to show will, will slow him down because people will eventually put a top back over the defense, play too high. That's what defenses are doing. They'll make him run the ball. And McCarthy will get back to running the ball and not throwing it 35, 40 times a game. And that will, will stunt uh, Dak Prescott's chances to win MVP. Mm. But if he keeps playing at this pace, he'll definitely be in consideration. That's all I can whether, say. Whether he wins the MVP race or not, uh, you guys are going to have a decision to make in the offseason, though, Skip, on whether or not he's your quarterback moving forward and if he deserves to be the highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League. That Some people will say yeah, some Skip, people will say no. Skip will say don't extend him, Keith. What did he do? I was. I was he's beating the drum. Beating the drum. You, 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 you was or are you still feeling the same way? You I'm was? Are so you I, still feeling the same no, way right I'm now? Stuck with, I'm rooting for him. I'm, I'm hoping he has hope that he so you breaks feel you, through. So you feel you stuck with year him? Year eight. Year eight, I need him to break through. What, what is he doing, Skip? What, what do you mean, what is he doing? He's playing well. And so no, you still don't want to. You, you saw the game at Philadelphia. I just needed one play. It's Some quarterbacks can make that play and some can't. And he did Well, there's a lot. Skip, Skip, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that ain't making that and play. We and are the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I, I hear you. Some of, those, than that. some of those guys that you talk about, yeah. stats don't look like you think they look. Okay. And I keep telling you that. <laughs> and, and furthermore, <laughs> if I can just speak as a Cowboy fan. If you're asking me, do I want him to win MVP? No, I don't want him to win MVP because I wouldn't want that hanging over his head going into the postseason. So here's what I'm going to say. Let me slow you down, though. Let me slow you down. Think about what you just said, Skip. Yep. 
You don't you want, want him to win, win MVP. No, do you know Talladega Nights? Do you know the movie? Yeah, but I don't. Don't, don't, it, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Do you know that line? I, know I, I don't line. want to put that evil on Dak Prescott. I, look, so you don't, don't want to win the division, then. So you don't want to win the division. Heck yes, I want to win. The so if, if you win, if if he plays like an MVP, yeah. that means you got to win the division for him to get the MVP. We're going to win the division, and he won't win MVP. Uh, I, I those things are probably yeah. going to be married this year because no, no, in order for him, to win the NFC I'm froze East. right now. I can't even move. <laughs> because I, I already told you we're, we're going to win five straight. Philly is in danger. See, I was giving hey. your quarterback love and giving hey. your Cowboys hey. some love. And then you start with the nonsense, no, Skip. I, there's no nonsense. You can't I'm, just I'm accept truth. What are you talking about? Okay, I'm talking about the Eagles have five losable games in a row. And y'all do so too. Do y'all. In a row. Are you kidding? Yes, me? in a row. Yes, in a row. What, what are you talking about? Starting with Carolina. Carolina. You can no, lose Carolina, that game they just because. They cannot Washington? Sam, just because. Sam Howell's How playing good football. You, so you think Washington, Washington just chopped liver? I do not, but we'll beat them on Thanksgiving. Hey, hey, hey. Right, that game will be better. I got food on Thanksgiving. Okay. I don't need food. I need to eat on Thanksgiving. I'll send you something in aluminum foil, and they'll deliver it DoorDash to you. I'll bet you the Miami game. I'll bet you the Seattle game, the Eagles game. Skip, whatever no, you want to say. We just talked about the next five games. So you say we're going to lose at Carolina, no. lose to Washington. No, no, no. You, no. you're saying you're that saying they Philadelphia they a, got five losable games, and yes. so do you. You have, you have, what you are have. You talking about? You have Seattle, Eagles, no, start Buffalo. Start it's, it's going to be a division game, so they could potentially. Yes. But I'm talking about losable games where these are winning teams, and y'all have not beat a winning team yet. Okay, go so, that route. Seattle. Eagles, Buffalo, Buffalo Miami, Miami we're not Detroit. That far down, we're just doing this stretch right here. You, that is, said, you said five. I, I, I can count five straight games. Carolina's one, Washington's okay, two, okay, Seattle's three, Philly's four, yeah. Buffalo's five. I can okay. count. No, four. I got four because I had them winning five in a row starting with the Giants. Oh, so you're going to go back on me no, now that I'm you done beat the Giants. No, you get ready already, to flip the script. I already said that. Okay, so, I'll, I'll, give you, you so I'll give you the Giants. the next five for Philly because Philly is off. I'll right? give you the Giants. So you okay. say you can beat, you're going to beat okay. Carolina, you're going to beat Washington, you're going to beat Seattle, you're going to beat Philly. I told Y'all you going you. on a five-game run. Okay, so we're going to win five in a row. And when last Philly time did is going to lose three of those games. Skip, that's not going to happen. When the last time I did that, Skip? Huh? Five games in a row. When okay. last time the Cowboys did that? Okay, would you guys both like to bet on who will have the better five-game record when this is over? No, I, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you give me the hard five-game stretch that you all have, the Seattle to Detroit, and then give me the I, hard five games. Right now through then, then, then miss me I, with it. Skip. On, miss me. Record, you, but you're, I'm on record. I already said you're, it. You're, 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 you're a front runner. You're a front runner. No, Skip. I'm not. You're a front I'm runner. Not. Hey, no, we're no, gonna no, beat no, these no, teams no, with losing no, records. No, no, hey, no, no, we're gonna beat these teams with no, losing no, records. No, no, Wanna bet on it? But these up front. Skip, that's not a hard call. Okay. Well then. That's not a hard call. You're going to beat losing teams. They, Carolina's won one game. Hey, but you just said I'm going to Carolina's win. won one game. Time out. Time out. I already said we're going to beat New York. Then I said we're going to go to Carolina. New York's won two games. Okay, well, you just that's said. It's not hard to say. You just said Predict Carolina something that's hard to but say. You said Carolina's Predict y'all winning game. against a winning team. A losable Predict game. y'all winning no, against I, a team I, with I, a winning I, record. No, okay, I now, said, you, now you're no. talking out of both sides of your mouth. Skip, I said Carolina's a losable game, and here's why. Because people like you. They've won one game. People like you. You walk in, and this happened three years ago with Teddy Bridgewater when y'all was rolling. And the Denver Broncos walked into Texas Stadium 
that smacked you. You know, that stadium you keep saying I, I, you won 13 exactly years in a row? It was 30 to nothing after three quarters. Skip, yes, predict because you. Because Dak stunk. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You, yes. you predicted that okay. back then that, oh, it's the Denver Broncos. They're terrible. I Vic Fangio should be getting fired. Da, da, da. And then all of a sudden they go in there and they take care of business. My caution to you, brother, is for you to understand what I'm saying. My, my caution to you, brother, is listen to me. Listen to me. If I, I listen said to you, I'm in trouble. Five in a row. No, I've, I've caught. How many dinners have I already You're a front runner, Skip. You predict, hey, we're going to beat the teams with losing okay, records because so they you, have lost all season. Are, are you cool saying, story. Are you saying Philly's going to go predict five your win, stretch? Predict your I wins against. Key, let me say something. Predict your wins against winning records. I want you. I want you to do that. Stop talking to me about matter. teams I with just, losing records. Okay, but you guys just said they can lose these games. I told you they can lose the five-game stretch from Seattle to Detroit, and you can't say anything about that because you know how y'all perform against teams with winning records. Okay. So you're a front runner. So you're saying, hey, we're gonna beat the one-win Carolina Panthers. We beat the two-win yes, Giants. We be, we're gonna beat the two-win. Like that's not saying anything. That's what y'all do. You just told me we can lose those games. I didn't tell you anything. Oh, I didn't man. tell you anything like that. I, I, this is blowing my mind. No, I, I yeah. said. I said you could lose to Washington yeah. because it is a divisional game. Okay. And Sam right, Holland, that offense well, plays well. To. I'm on record. Okay, so that's I'm fine. On record. That, I'm that's on fine. And we let, will beat let, the Eagles. Let, yeah. Give Let's me your five-game stretch from Seattle to Detroit. Give me your okay. prediction for that. I, I got to see what happens to the next. Now you got to see what happens. I bet you can't just. Yeah, you, I'm already on record. They, I bet him a dinner. We're going when to they don't have a division because Philly's going to struggle over yeah. the next five. You're a front runner, Skip. When they don't have a go against a team with a losing record, you got nothing to say because when all those teams right there are either 500 or better. <laughs> a back. Yeah, you are a back runner. But 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 Skip, wait, I, I, we we got to go. We wait, I know go. I know we got to go. I want okay. you to go ahead and go to commercial break. Yeah. Because y'all did everything, like you said yesterday, y'all did everything right except win the game. That is correct. Everything yeah. right. I need I a quarterback who can make the, one more play. I thought the object was to win the game. Wait, it is. It you. is. But we're going to win five in a row. I did everything okay. except win the yeah. game. I came right out of Philly. I said we're going to win the next five. Thank you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Jim Harbaugh delivered a monologue yesterday to the media that bordered on deadpan stand-up comedy. Suffice it to say, Harbaugh was in a very good mood despite being suspended by the Big Ten for Michigan's last three games. Harbaugh says he will speak in court on his behalf at a hearing Friday in Ann Arbor, but here is some of what Harbaugh had to say yesterday. The perseverance, you know, and then the just the stalwartness of these guys. I mean, yeah, Watson, I would have to say, I mean, everybody. It's got to be America's team. It's got to be America's team. America America loves a team that, that uh, you know, beats the odds, beats the adversity, you know, overcomes with the naysayers and, you know, critics, so-called experts think. Um, that's my favorite kind of team. Whew. 
Richard, are you okay with Harbaugh saying Michigan has become America's team? I'm okay with him saying whatever he wants at this point. Uh, His team's playing well. He's suspended. um, And he's right. America does love a a story like this. They love people that that fight against the old ways, fight against the machine, felt like they were done wrong and are overcoming uh, that treatment. But, uh, you know, the America's team thing, you know, they might be America's uh, most watched team right now and get the most attention because they're in this situation. And the Big Ten is, uh, you know, you try to find that fault. There are college football purists that will say, stand on one side of the fence and say, you were wrong and you broke the rules and you deserve to be punished. And there are people on the other side, like myself, that say this is an antiquated rule that needs to be. That needs to be changed. That needs to be fixed. And college football needs to be updated. Let me look and see what that word was. And, and make sure that these, players, that these players get a fair chance and his coach gets a fair shot because they are playing well. They have earned this opportunity. And it's a billion-dollar industry. And teams have been doing what this team has done for a long time because the availability is there. The technology is there. If I'm, if you, if I can see your sideline and I can get these signals and I can analyze them and get an advantage on game day without going to your facility and doing anything illegal, that's what's going to happen. I'm in America. Last I checked, right? I mean, you I, are, I, and I don't see where the Michigan Wolverines are America's team. They certainly not my team. So, and I'm part of America. <laughs> so he can miss me with that. I'm not rooting for or against them. I really don't care. At the end of the day, you got caught with your hand in the cookie jar. Yeah. We're not stupid. We're not dumb. I understand what you're saying, Richard. Everybody did it. Yeah, but does it make it right? Because yeah. everybody's doing something. Does it, as I would tell my kids, I would say the same thing to Jim Harbaugh. Just because that kid did it doesn't mean you got to do it. Because if that kid jumped out the airplane without a parachute, are you? Are you? No, you're not. So don't do something because somebody else is doing it and lean on that as an excuse. What odds are you up against? What's your perseverance? What are you? What is he talking about? The odds of a head coach not coaching his team in a, in you're a game. You're better than everybody you're playing. He's not better. Are they better than and Ohio your staff, State? Your, your staff is put together. Every, they know exactly what you want to do. They got the signs. They already got that written down. So if you're not involved in it, mm. And they coaching it up the way they did against Penn State. That just goes to show you, you obviously ain't that wanted if they went out there and they just ran through nope. Penn State on the road. Yeah. If you stumbled up and lost, then I could say, well, yeah, if the coaches. Oh, but I guess you would tell me now, Michigan Wolverine fans, along with you, silently Michigan Wolverine, because that was your coach, I understand, that – they played for him. You, it was all about him. Yeah, you know. They went out there for him. I'm sure that's what everybody going to try to sell me. I'm not buying it. They got caught with their hand in the cookie jar, okay? Now, I wanted them to wait. I would have just waited the three games and uh, see what happens down the line and then figure it out later on. Yeah. Because trying to punish them now doesn't make any sense because they most likely are going to go on and beat Maryland. And then we'll see what happens with Ohio State. Ryan Day in Ohio State has had opportunities to lose games this year, and we've watched him lose in the past despite who was on the other sideline coaching. That's all I'm saying. Mm. 
Okay, I'm going to stand by what I said to both of you yesterday. I believe the Big Ten just won the national championship for Michigan. And Jim Harbaugh is smelling that same blood. He is running with the new narrative of, oh, whoa, are we? And people are chanting, free Jim Harbaugh, free Jim Harbaugh. So he goes to the point yesterday, and I'm going to repeat what he said. America loves a team that beats the odds, beats the adversity, overcomes what the naysayers are. Okay, I, I'm with you, Keyshawn, because America should not love a team that did cheat. I got you, Richard. It's a silly rule, but the rule is the rule. They blatantly violated the rule way, way worse than anybody else did from what I can gather, what I can read, what I can see. They had a system in place. They actually hired a rule beater or breaker, however you want to say it. The Stallions character who wound up, according to the Big Ten report, standing on the sideline next to the defensive coordinator, leaning in his ear, whispering as he deciphers the signals across the field from the offense, telling the defensive coordinator, run or pass, run or pass. It's a run. It's a run. It's a pass. It's a pass. Okay. It's so blatant that the Big Ten said, you violated the credibility of our sport. Well, you have. And, and I'm not saying that everybody else isn't trying. I just don't think they stooped to the levels that Michigan stooped to. So Even if they did, Skip, they didn't get caught. Well, they didn't get caught. But again, is America's team, should, should we love it and embrace it for cheating, for breaking the rules? Because that's what happened. And I'm not sure what Jim is going to say for himself in a court of law, although in Ann Arbor he could probably get away with saying about whatever, whatever I mean, he wants to say. I mean, these are, these are rules built by an establishment, and so the rules are, are made to be, to be adjusted, especially as time I, I and, and technology evolves. You were right. But this isn't a legal matter. This isn't them doing something illegal. This is an outdated rule that needed to be changed. Well, that technology is illegal, else he would be suspended. Illegal is much different than against the bylaws of the, the organization. So illegal means it's, it's illegal. It's a law that he broke. This no, isn't a law, a law that he broke. And so the fact that, yes, you can make this a story. You can give them a chip on their shoulder that yep. they didn't necessarily have because they are a very talented football team. They are favored in most of the games that they play, and they should be. But the biggest game of the year is coming up after this Maryland game against the Ohio State University and for them to say, regardless of his impact or not, if they lose that game and he's not on the sidelines, they will have a legitimate gripe. They will have a legitimate gripe because you did not allow their kids to be in the best position with their head coach on the sideline. If they win that game, they will say, we overcame the circumstances. We overcame our head coach not being there and we did it for our head coach. You're giving them a rallying cry. Look, it in the end, yes, they got a good football team, and they go up against Ohio State, and they very well could win or lose the football game. That, that's at it, Michigan, but go ahead. At, at yeah, Michigan. Yeah. And in the end, though, Richard, they did something that they shouldn't have been doing. Yes, it may be in the bylaws, and it may not be legal, and it's not law, it's not out in government and all of that, but in terms of the, the bylaws of the Big Ten, it's illegal to do what they did. It's egregious to do what they did. Skip just told me. Mm -hmm. Guy standing over there whispering to him, plays from the other side, but your head coach is about 10 yards away. He don't know who to <laughs> – Come Who on. this dude is? How many teams you done been on with a dude on the sideline? They supposed to be there, and somebody on the sideline go, man, where that dude from? Who, what, where, where we find him at? None. none so you none. sitting there gonna tell me that he had no idea that this was going on? Is he really getting ready to try to tell me this on Friday when he steps up 
to to court? Is he really getting ready to say, well, I had no knowledge that a guy on the sideline is standing there talking to my D.C. and giving information to my D.C.? I'm just coaching. I don't know what's going on on my sideline. Key, that's the thing about the legal system. It is not always what it, it actually happened. It is sometimes what you can actually prove. And if you cannot prove that this man knew or was involved in it at all, it's go, it's go, he's going to have a fair argument to make. I'm you not can, saying that he's not. I just want you to be problematic in this situation, Richard, and not be blinded by the fact that there's a man standing next to you or next to you, one of your coaches that you claim, I'm assuming you're going to claim, I, I don't <laughs> that you don't know who this dude is. But all of a sudden, every single game, you got this same guy who's standing there, but you know all your other staff, but yeah. some strangers just standing there next to the D.C. Look. He ain't holding the card. He's not a water guy. He's not a trainer. He's a guy who's helping the D.C. Anybody that knows me knows I am not a Jim Harbaugh fan. And <laughs> not, at all I'm in the not league. saying that you're not. I'm, I'm saying I'm I hear what you're saying, and I, I challenge uh, at the end of the day. It's suspending them in three games. It, it won't matter because it won't change anything if they make these playoffs and they're st- if they're still doing the same thing and they win the national championship. So I'm, I'm That's with why you. I want them to wait, though. I, I, I just want them to wait to let it play itself out. I think know. the Big Ten jumped the gun. It was it, – it, it, <sighs> Okay, so I'm going to repeat that I was a little surprised yesterday, though I guess I shouldn't be, knowing Jim Harbaugh, that he was not taking this seriously at all in his remarks to the media because he went into, for him, stand-up comedy because he said, I've always felt like it would be cool to get up there and thunder away at a jury like Tom Cruise and a few good men. Well, these are not the kind of lines from a head coach who's been suspended by the Big Ten and is going to go fight it in court because I'm sure there's a sympathetic judge in Ann Arbor, but but if he or she happens to read this quote, they might think, man, Jim, you're, you're, you're... you're laughing at us, right? You're, you're just you're making a joke out of this. It's not a joking matter. If you're trying to get some sort of stay, some sort of injunction to stop your suspension, so I, I just don't know. Yeah, yes, I have. But I, but I also first off, that's not funny. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. It might be a little older than you. For, but but I I think it just shows his confidence, Skip. I think he thinks they have a fair case. I think he's being advised that hey. We're going to go in there and we have a very strong chance of getting this, getting the injunction in place and allowing you to coach against Maryland and coach against the Ohio State University in the game, uh, their rivalry game at the end of the season. So that's all that shows me is that he's real comfortable in they, their case. Okay. Jack was real comfortable when he took the stand, too. Was he? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was award winning. Did you order the code? Uh, that's correct. So the, the point is here that. It's hard for me, maybe I don't know enough about what's going to happen in court, but it's hard to believe they're going to have a turnaround on Friday afternoon to allow him to coach on Saturday early at Maryland. That, well, they, they suspended him on a Friday, so no, he couldn't coach well, against Penn exactly State. So yeah. I'm sure that yeah. they could get it turned around that fast. They did it the opposite way. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. Well, I mean, even if they can't, they, they, their biggest thing is for him to be on the sidelines when they play Ohio State. That is correct. And I believe they're going to win all their games. I think they're going to win out. 